Money FM 89.3, best of weekends. We often find ourselves frustrated, too, with the, a complacent mindset where people just expect that somebody else is going to pick up all the trash and all the things that, that come our way. Uh, our good friend Rob Salisbury uh, often uh, contributes to the show and is with us. And Rob, uh, over decades now, has made it his own personal mission to clean and green Singapore. Rob, good morning. Welcome to the show. Glad to have you with us. <laughs> good morning, gentlemen. How are you this morning? Good. Why are you masked? Where are you? Well, you know, your last, uh, your last guest was so cool. I loved Anwar's spin on things. And I thought, well, I'll put on my custodian of procedure outfit in Singapore this morning. Because <laughs> <laughs> you're at home. You're at home, right? Aren't you at home? <laughs> I am. I am. You know, when I walk... When I walked out of the house, I tell you, that is that is the procedure. You, you got to have a mask taped to your door. It's got to be everywhere because it's, yeah, it's I know. It, it, you're just going to find yourself without a mask. It Brilliant. happens so and, often. And yet we see so many of them lying on the ground when we go out for our walks and do our things. And, and let's get right into this because, I mean, you are a man of many talents, an executive coach, a keynote speaker. You do lots of stuff. But this is really, uh, you know, in the in the time that I have known you, this has become a real passion for you over decades now, which is just picking up trash, picking up litter as you walk along on your morning walks. Tell us, tell us about how you got started with that and, and what you've done with it. Well, I'll just, before I get right there, I want to congratulate Neil on your new book, Bloody Foreigners. I tell you what, I'm a bloody foreigner, so I can't read, wait to read your book. But uh, Thank you. Uh, the name Salisbury goes back to 1240, and so Salisbury Plains, Salisbury Cathedral, uh, I'm English by uh, you know heritage, but uh, American by birth, California, and that spins right into the topic, Glenn. Um, I grew up during the Ronald Reagan era. He was governor of California, and if California had been a country, it had been the fifth most uh, GPA country in the world, and his procedures of uh, being governor, and then, of course, right into um, president when you and I were uh, in university. I was a few years ahead of you, of course, but... Uh, Thank you for the introduction. I have been around a few more years to both of you, <laughs> so it has been interesting. I must thank, though, Conservative California and the Republicans for instilling this sort of let's make a shift, let's make a change. And uh, there's been a lot of changes over the years from California. But um, having gone overseas, really, this started happening around the Olympic year 2000, and I started seeing – Australia really put on the spin. I was in Australia for a number of years already uh, working there. It was great to be there for many, many years uh, before Singapore. And I saw the power of the people mm. during that era to clean up uh, Sydney and Melbourne and, of course, the Gold Coast and all up and down the eastern coastline. But that three or four weeks during the Sydney Olympics 21 years ago, was impactful. It was a, a, a glorious time, and it was a clean city, and that kind of got me going you know, on this on this venture. And now, what have you seen in the past, especially the past year? I know you've you've done you've had a lot of uh, uh, opportunities to pick up and clean up just around Singapore. Mm. What what is that? What and, is and that just done? to add to that, Rob, maybe give our listeners a little insight about what you actually do every weekend. Yeah, thanks, Glenn. And, and Neil, I've got some tips. I brought some things this morning. There's the photographs there, but I'll, I'll show you a couple things. Uh, let's just peel it back to phase one. I, I came out of Sydney on an A380, uh, March 20th of 2020. 
And I got to tell you, uh, there was only 54 people on this entire aircraft that would hold 450 plus. And having done 800 plus flights with Qantas over the years and British uh, Airways, you know, it was amazing to see the lounge in Sydney on the way out to Singapore with like four people in it. It was incredible. So when I got here just hours before the lockdown at the end of March in 2020, uh, we all went into circuit breaker and then phase one. And thankfully, there was five things that Lawrence Wong and the task force gave us. One of them is that hour or two a day of exercise. So for me, I said, hey, I'm going to get off social media. I'm going to get off email. I'm going to get off the phone. I'm going to get out in the morning. And Neil, I'm wearing one of my favorite hats, and it's a tip this morning. I've been wearing these for many years on my walks in the morning or at night. And the reason I'm wearing this is to show you it's not just a normal hat, but it's a hat with lights. <laughs> so when you're out in the morning and it's dark, you want to see what's in front of you. And, you, know, you want people to see you so they don't run over you in the middle of the dark or, of course, in the morning. But I've actually got another one here someplace, Glenn, and, and, and I've got two of them. And this one, I burned out last year during phase one. It literally doesn't work anymore. I use it so many times. But I'll keep it. Uh, so to give you some ideas, phase one was about can I get out in the morning? And it was so quiet on the East Coast. Seriously, Fort Road, Mount Batons, Gigan. Hardly anyone was out. And I'll tell you who wasn't out. The workforce. We had no national parks workforce. And what I saw was the grass going up, the trash getting bigger, and no one really paying attention. And I thought, you know, I'm just going to apply what I've been doing for a long time. Grab a bag, you know, take out my tongs. You know, they're very easy to use. Of course, you got to have your gloves so you're protected from anything and everything. There's some stuff out there that is a bit rough. And most importantly, you know, my backpack, it's got a, a, a red light on the back, Neil, so, so no one hits me from the back. I've got that blinking. And um, at the end of the day, it's just about observation and awareness. That what's in front of you, two meters to the left, two meters to the right, it's so easy to pick up, and it's not there tomorrow for somebody else. So, Rob, Simple. when you go out, Rob, tell us, I mean, how long do you walk for? Is it an hour or so or whatever? And roughly how much trash do you collect? Yeah, it's a good question. It kind of started years ago, as I said, Neil, and it really was in Sydney. So I've done about 20,000 bags in the last 20 years. And, you know, it's plus or minus a few hundred every year. But, look, at the end of the day, it's just about getting out there. How it started really was – a couple people would call me up and say, hey, let's get together. I want to pick your brain. Let's do lunch. And I'd say, you know, lunch is great, but why don't we do breakfast? 6.30, let's meet, or 6.30 at night, uh, Sunday morning, Saturday morning, or Wednesday night. And they'd say, no problem. And I'd say, show up in your Adidas, your shorts, your T-shirt, and uh, some money. And they said, what's going on? I said, well, you want to pick my brain, so let's go on a walk. You can help me pick up trash while we talk about business. <laughs> now, that instantly kills some people to want to get together. Honestly, it really does. Mm -hmm. uh, but the people during phase two, when we could catch up, uh, I have, I've got quite a few friends that we, let's catch up. I said, no problem. So we do between 9,000 and 22,000 steps in the morning, Neil. Maybe go out at 5.30, meet at the MRT, and then go up to uh, Expo and shoot off the East Coast. Or I'd go from my place at 5.30, go up to Pasta Risk, catch up with some mates up there and Walk around there or 
you know, Sentosa, so easy to do, but you get to kill a couple birds with the same, you know, same, same shot, you might say. So, yeah, and, and so, I hope I've answered your question. Uh, Rob, in the past year, a year and a half, you've collected about 1,800 bags of trash. Uh, just, just walking on the park connectors and, and not really even looking that hard for stuff. Are you seeing, uh, are you seeing anybody else out there, uh, you know, also maybe every now and then picking up something, trying to help clean up? Uh, does it seem like there isn't more of a general uh, communal feel about wanting to do the right thing when it comes to keeping our parks clean? You know, Glenn, I think it really has spun this way more. We've got you know, 6.2 or 3 million people on the island right now, plus or minus. Uh, obviously, if you take the five-year-olds down and you know, those who can't uh, walk or get out uh, who are, for various reasons, not able to, we've still got 4 million and a half people who are on the island who are certainly capable of getting off their social media and getting out and doing a walk and do some exercise. So I have seen it step up. I've got a number of friends in different areas, not only in Singapore, but obviously in the U.S. Uh, my, my nieces and nephews in Colorado, my brothers, they're all into it. They love it. Colorado's a big conservative Republican state uh, up until recently. I think they've been Democrats. <laughs> anyway, uh, uh, but Australia, you know, obviously very conservative and, and willing to clean up the coastline because, you know, about 85% of the people who live in Australia are about 100 k's from the uh, coastline, and they want to keep it clean. It's beautiful. So, yes, here locally, our neighborhood, I've got a couple people in my uh, my condo who are into it, and we see each other regularly, including the past general manager of the Conrad Hotel. He's a great guy. He's a neighbor. And uh, regularly, we see each other doing this. And just this morning, my good friends, uh, uh, Virginia and Lelaine, uh, are in Pungle, and they ca- they, they've already won this morning picked up about 14 or 15 bags of stuff. And yeah, it's really good. It's just wonderful, Robin. But it's, it ties into something Glenn and I were discussing, uh, discussing before you came on air, which is this sense of, A, civic responsibility and that chicken and the egg element uh, with, do we not clean up because we have such an efficient government doing it for us or does the government pick it up because we don't, which came first. So in your, in your view, for the number of years that you've been here, do you mm. think, well, firstly, do you see trash increasing in any way? Do you see more trash or less trash? Do you see more people taking responsibility or less? What trends are you seeing in the years that you've been in Singapore? In typical Neil style, 13 questions, and I need to come up with two answers. You're such a champion. Thank you. <laughs> we have to get together for a long beer, my friend. <laughs> uh, first of all, let me peel it back. In the 90s when I was coming here, we already knew you don't come to Singapore and chew gum. I mean, Lee Kuan, you made it very clear. That's not cool. We would have cleaned up this uh, third world country to a first world country. Gum is not in and spitting on the ground. You know, golden loogies, no good. And I, I got into that deal. I thought that was cool right away. I saw Lee Kuan Yew many years ago at Raffles Convention Center uh, speaking as minister mentor. And he said something that really hit me. I mean, like, right in the heart. And it was a simple statement, but I, I got it that day. He said, you know, my Singapore, your Singapore. And I got that message because this is a guy who you know, planted thousands of trees every single year to make you know, Singapore a greener country. And here we are, plus the recycling that's been going on behind the scenes. But yes, Neil, the, the, the unfortunate scenario with the foreign workers is that we have seen many people unable to do their normal jobs. And so for 13 or 14 weeks, 
phase one, we were shut down. You didn't see them out there working. And so, so things really, really uh, accumulated so quickly during that time. And yeah, I was doing 10, 12, 13, 14 bags uh, on a walk, and it was no problem whatsoever because all the green bins and all the blue bins <laughs> were empty. Mm. Nobody's putting anything in there. So I'm just filling them up. Now, the good news is, um, you know, I've found a lot of things along the way that have been really cool things that people left behind. But I must say, I'm so thankful that Lawrence Wong and the task force uh, has gotten back on it and have gotten the farm workers, you know, jabbed up and healthy. And I'm seeing a lot of people out there who are, who are just doing the right thing. And it's great to have that conversation of my Singapore, your Singapore. I'm a guest here, Neil. You know, I'm not a citizen. So I have to really make sure that I go over the gray line and head towards the right line of treating this country as if it's my country. Because right now, this is the only country I have. Well, that's yeah. an inspirational message for all of us. Yeah, and Mike Ong on uh, Facebook Live, well done, Rob. Leadership by example. And Aloysius Lee, kudos to Rob. Great job. And and I think the, the message is really that everybody can do this. You know, it's not it's not Rob Salisbury's job. Uh, we've all we've all got extra plastic bags sitting under our kitchen sink that we use for the trash or whatever. Just put one in your pocket or put one in your backpack, your rucksack when you're heading out for a walk. And if you see it, even if it's two or three pieces of trash, that's two or three pieces more that were picked up that would otherwise be sitting there on the ground waiting, either waiting for somebody else to pick them up or get blown into the drains or out to the ocean. Or it's whatever. also simple economy of scale. You know, rather than Rob picking up 20 bags, if everybody took their one piece of yeah. trash home with them, Rob wouldn't True. be needed. If I can... Yeah, I, I think we're going to close out here pretty quick, but we I are. just say two things. One, you know, I'm not a hero. Honestly, you introduced me as a hero about an hour ago. Uh, I'm just a normal guy. My wife would say an abnormal guy, and I do live up to that description quite often. <laughs> she won't she she won't go out with me in the morning for power walks anymore because she knows I will be just bending over picking up stuff. But you know, I tell her, hey, these are reverse sit-ups, you know, from the neck. Uh, but 1,800, two, look, 1,800 bags is in 15 months. Pretty heroic to that's, me. That's a, that's, a, that's a heck of a good start. And, and tens of thousands of bags over the decades. I mean, that's a lot. That's a lot. Yeah, well, look, I wasn't, I wasn't looking for this platform. I just think it's the right thing to do. It's easy to do. It costs nothing. It adds value big time. That's what our company is all about as a company. And, and, and also, I just want to show a couple tips. There we go. This this is one of my mini gloves I use, and it's just for picking that stuff up. Mm. And the other glove, of course, is is another one I use when it's wet or rainy or cold. You know, when it gets twenty two in Singapore, you got to put on mittens. You know what it's like, guys. <laughs> <laughs> but but I, I just want to make it so easy to grab the bags or lift up the bin or pick it up and put it in. And I just bring these back. I put them in the you know the bucket, clean them, and. This isn't hard work. That's just it. it, it yeah. This is just so, so easy, and it makes such a, a difference. Glenn and I, real quickly, you and I know the Sierra Club very well, and I've got a, a business fraternity brother from the uh, 80s who was on the board of the Sierra Club in, in Lake Tahoe and for many years. You know, they have a SWAT team of 200 people every weekend all summer just doing this. And they've been doing it for 40 years. Yeah, up in the mountains and the hiking trails above uh, Lake Tahoe. And, exactly. Yeah. exactly. And, you yeah. know, all the coyotes and the mountain lions and all those bears and anything and everything that could eat this stuff doesn't. So 
it's a better environment and it's a pretty clean place and it's the highest lake lake tahoe in america that's clear water uh and it, if you go there you go wow it's like singapore and neil you're right you know is singapore the most clean city in the world i think it's a green city more so than a garden city now i'd love to see it move towards that but you know if we can help clean it more and keep it clean it's better for everybody here right now during these times would you agree couldn't put it better myself my friend absolutely spot on mm. Yeah, thanks, guys. All right. Hey, thanks, Rob. Yep, we got to let it go now, but uh, well done. Good work, and we'll see you out on East Coast. Look forward to it. All right, Rob. Thanks, my friend. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.